broadcasting live from TOFUTV.ca. This one's for you. Tonight, Babylon B headlines become real life. Mushroom slaps and muckslingers, an in-depth look at Toronto media. And the CBC traumatizes the youth of the nation while the World Economic Forum asks what to do with all the useless eaters. You'll get a chance to answer by phone or Discord chat, because this one's for you. TV.ca, this one's for you. It's the show for you, broadcasting live every Monday night, 7 p.m. My name's Pete, I am your host. This is an original track I just finished. I just finished it yesterday. I hope you like it. It's a little bit of synth wave. I call it Angry Violins in Space. <laughs> Don't ask me where I came up with that. It's just that's kind of what it sounds like. Right here. Right? Angry Violins in Space. That's what it's called. Anyways, like I said, this show is for you, and we've had an influx of listeners. Thank you, and welcome. Uh, what What's going on here? It's like AM talk radio for the digital age of... Uh, Independent, actually independent, uncensored, alternative, actually alternative, the alternative to the alternative media, or as I like to call them, the new mainstream, you're going to get a chance to call in tonight. I'm actually going to try and keep the phone lines as open as much as I can. The rules are, if you're a jerk, I'm going to hang up. Try not to swear my mom is watching. All right, so everything you need to get in contact with the show is here at tofutv.ca. There we go. At the bottom of the page, you got Discord and Telegram. Discord is a good way to get in, in contact, and then I'll put the phone line up as well a little later. Uh, other than that, uh, yeah, here's the support page. I haven't shown you guys this yet for a while. We got Tippy Stream and Buy Me a Coffee. Tippy Stream and Buy Me a Coffee are one-time payments. And then uh, Subscribe Star, that's what I'm really trying to get going. We got tiers you can subscribe for like five bucks a month or something like that and really help me build the show up. I'm doing this for free for you in my living room. So, okay, let's just carry on from that. I like to just let that be known. Okay, so yeah, like I said, last week's episode was really, really well received. Thank you to Jeremy and Morgan uh, for joining us. It might actually have been a little too well received. There was another spat of smear articles written about my interview subjects mysteriously close to me doing very cozy interviews with them. Like if you remember 
last time after I had an interview with James Top. A couple days later, there was a smear article about him put out, and now this came out today. Nova Scotia man known online as Raging Dissident faces 13 firearms-related charges. We already kind of knew this one. We already kind of knew this one. They're just rehashing it, making sure it's top of the mind that when you search him, you don't get my link. They get, you get their link. That's what they like to do. They like to shape the narrative. That's what I'm going to be talking a lot about today. I'm not saying it was me that caused that, but I think it is the fact that Rage has such good coverage out there that they, they have to keep it top of mind. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Either way, we're going to look ahead. This month is sparse because I'm planning a road trip, but we're going to be doing something special for the month of June. We're going to be celebrating Patriarchy Month. How? Dad stories, dad jokes, fatherly advice, send it in. Each show in June, I'm going to be doing a segment dedicated to the man who made you. Because if they can take a parade and turn it into a month-long festival of degeneracy, we could take Father's Day and make Patriarchy Month. Kind of, you know, we have to. We have to. All right, and we actually got uh, great fatherly advice from... The father of FreeCanada.win, JP'd right here. Patriarchy Month, I like it. Here's some good dad advice for working around heavy equipment. If you wouldn't put your dick there, don't put your hand there. I like it. I like it. So, and then the other one is the best advice his father ever gave him. Life's a bitch and then you die. The end of that one goes, uh, no, nah, I won't say it. My mom's watching. I won't say it. I won't say it. Okay, yeah. So, Patriarchy Month. If you got anything to do with that, you can send it in to uh, thisonesforutv at gmail.com. Hop in the Discord. Tell me your patriarchy stories, stories about your dad. You can call me up even. Uh, yeah, why not? I wanted to get the phone lines open. 705-482-5609. Tell me a story about your pops because... We got to counteract degeneracy because the quickening is happening. It's happening. Check this out. Babylon B headlines are coming true. For those of you who don't know, Babylon B is Christian satire. Mattel unveils a new pregnant Ken doll. So this was about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they put this one out. And it's basically Ken with uh, a, a belly, right? They're laughing about it, and I find it funny too. But then this happens from page six. Ugh. Laverne Cox honored as first transgender Barbie. Cat suit fantasy honey. How does that even work? How does that even work, guys? How do we, how do we get this far, first of all, to begin with? But, uh, yeah. It's kind of like how car manufacturers repurpose old parts and call it a new model. Like, how do you get transgender Barbie? Did they add the shoulder width from, like, Ken? And then, like, an extra long middle finger and then, like, the torso from Barbie? How does this work? How does this work? I'm pretty sure they put Barbie hair and torso on a Ken doll and said, there you go, pay me. <laughs> That's how Pride Month works. That's exactly how it works, is they, throw out, they slap the rainbow on their logo and they say, here, I'm a part of it. 
Thanks. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we got Trent Dabbs, the hippo Hippocrites Matrix, and uh, Jay Semp in the chat. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out and being there. Uh, yeah, so I'm not sure who they plan on selling that Barbie to, but uh, here, check this out. I don't know who they're planning on selling this to either. Make womb for breakfast. Uterus-shaped cereal aims to normalize conversations about periods at the breakfast table. What I want to know is why the breakfast table specifically? Why specifically the breakfast table? You could have picked the picnic table. Could have been, you know, somewhere, anywhere but the breakfast table. You know, I just woke up and you got to bombard me with period talk. Oh my goodness. All right, so check this out. This is what the cereal looks like. It's just like squigglies, and they're calling it period toast crunch. Why? <laughs> Sup, Kirk? How you doing in the chat? Kirk, how you doing? What's up? <laughs> All right, let's get some, uh, some elevator music going here. It's just a terrible idea, you know? I don't want to hear about periods most of the day, let alone at breakfast. <laughs> it's not a fairy tale. It's not a fairy tale at all. It's just a terrible idea, and this is a terrible idea as well. The CBC wants you to traumatize your child by telling them you have the choice to kill them. <laughs> uh, pulling it up. Reproductive rights should be a vital part of sex ed, and that means talking to your kids about abortion. No. No. <laughs> Stop. Slow down. I want to know what the worst progressive advice you've ever heard. There's lots of progressive advice out there that's terrible. Right now, we got the CBC telling you to talk to your infants about abortion. <laughs> they also want you to cut back on meat. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I eat a steak, I feel great the next morning, and there has to be a correlation. It's every friggin' time. <laughs> they want women to freeze their eggs and go to work, all this stuff. What is the worst progressive advice you have ever heard? That's one of the questions I have for tonight. 705-482-5609. Call me up. I ended at a great time. <laughs> Here's what their advice actually looks like in real time. Check it out. Okay. But I chose to let you live. It's, it's terrifying. I could have killed you. But I chose to let you live. I chose to let her live. As in, I had a choice. All women should have a choice. Do you realize what you just said? Look at her eyes. But I chose to let you Look live. at her eyes. I chose to let her live. As in, I had a choice. All women should have a choice. That's freaky. That is freaky, man. CBC straight up telling people to be sociopaths. <laughs> 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 
Now that we've established that our state media is projected from the minds of insane people, let's take a little break and we'll talk about the corporate media next. You could always call up. Oh, that's I got a great comment in the chat. Let's check out what's going on in the chat before the break. Ooh, we got the ferryman's toll, Kirk, Jay Sam, and Lisa. Lisa, breakfast period talk for you is how I feel about the terrible news in the world links you send me when I just wake up. That's why I'm not in the family chat anymore. I could, I can tell I wasn't appreciated. <laughs> and that's where this show came from. <laughs> Anyways, let's go to break. This is for you. The computer technology. This one's for you. This one's for you. Every Monday night, 7 p.m., it's the show for you. Those are my tomatoes. I just planted them yesterday. Yeah, I figured I'd show you guys that. I don't know if this is the appropriate music for talking about my tomatoes, though. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I put 25 tomatoes in. That's an 8x8 that I put in last year. And uh, basically, it's blocks it goes down two blocks high and then i filled it with triple mix and fenced it off you could do something like that and have yourself set right up that's all you need to do just a little plot 25 to 30 plants is enough to get you set up for tomatoes for one person pretty pretty well and then you can, if you feel you need more in september you go and buy a bushel or two and you get to canning you get to canning 705-482-5609. What is the worst? What is the worst advice you've ever heard from a progressive person? Like, 
Oh, you should really wait. Really, really wait till you're 38 to marry. <laughs> Get married when you're 40. <laughs> or even if you've had like a terrible, terrible advice from uh, the CBC, if you can remember any of that, just call me up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, John Derringer, do you know who he is? He is unfathomably based. Basically, he is arguably the top FM guy in Canada. Morning host at Q107 for 22 years now, and he just got the rug pull because his co-hosts allege abusive behavior behind the scenes at Q107. There he is right there. You can take a look at him for a second. And then I'm going to pull up this here. What do I got about him? Oh, yeah. Allegedly, he's the reason why Toronto media women are such crusty feminists, right? Check this out. It is... Oh, it's something else. Okay, the allegations against John Derringer. Basically, what John Derringer's been doing, allegedly, is like, Hey, Tuts, go get me my coffee! <laughs> to his, <laughs> to his uh, co-host. And she was big, big time, too, on, on City TV. And he's just been like, Hey, who's the boss here? Get, get going. I'm the boss here. <laughs> And here he is, John Derringer, 22 years on Q107, rug pulled. And it was all because of uh, this post here. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. She basically pulled a, like a Me Too sort of thing on him, said he's abusive. And here we go. What would you do if a coworker screamed at you, belittled you, called you names, shut you out, brought you to tears, and then laughed when he told you to cry all you want? <laughs> shut up, bitch! <laughs> In my show! <laughs> this is fucking bad, but either way, this is where I kind of started to laugh at her. Would you take a dream job working as a radio host if you knew you would be working with a co-host with accusations of prior abuse behavior be towards, uh, towards women and that you would also be exposed to two, sometimes three men vaping in an enclosed room for hours a day with no ventilation. <sighs> yeah, Semp is right. Kicked off his own show, based. Anyways, yeah, she's, uh, she's really mad. And then the rest of Toronto media just was like, You go, girl! John Derringer, you're scum! Allegedly. Allegedly. He sounds incredibly, incredibly, incredibly based. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, here we go. Uh, Maureen Holloway. This is brave and true. I back her up 100%. So the past uh, host, Terry Hart. Literally was waiting to see this here. Solidarity is important. Thanks to you both. More co-hosts. And then Sapria, who worked across the hall at AM640. She's like, we all knew this was going on. It was an open secret. And now this is the one that really made me laugh and really made me think of him as, Hey, toots, get me my coffee. <laughs> This is Raina, and if you don't know who she is, she ran uh, Indie 88 for a while, which was trying to be like Edge 102, but never really went anywhere. Uh, 
When I was an intern, this guy tried to get me fired for contradicting him off air and not in a rude way and for looking bored when I was videotaping a feature of his show. His boss at the time fully supported him and the only reason I was saved was because I was technically a part of a digital department which wasn't under the program director's jurisdiction, but I was never allowed to work for anything on the Q107 morning show after that. He's basically like, hey, Tuts, perk up, come on, <laughs> go get your coffee. <laughs> You're looking tired. You're looking tired, Tuts. <laughs> Anyways, that's John Derringer. Let's get a picture of him again. There he goes. Hey, Tuts. <laughs> okay, carrying on. Uh, yeah, that's why they've been crusty this whole time. He's been mushroom slapping them. All these, allegedly, he's just been mushroom slapping the feminist in Toronto media for decades now. And for that, allegedly, we salute you. Speaking of feminist in the media, Dean Blundell came out swinging for Karima after she got arrested at Ford's rally last week. Check this out. I'll be attending Ford's rally next, or next rally. Who's coming with me? My dyslexia is getting the best of me. It's really brave of a guy to announce where he's going, like, in public. Like, where he's going to be next in public after doxing, like, what, 100 truckers? 200 truckers just put their information out there, said, yeah, fuck you guys. I don't like your opinions. And now he's just like, oh, here, I'll be in this parking lot at this time, this day. Just watch Ford's campaign. You're sure to run into Dean. Yeah, I seriously thought he was allergic to sunlight. That's why he didn't go out. I thought that's why he was so pale. I was making AIDS jokes and stuff. I'm sorry. I have to apologize. We like to be accurate on this show. Dean doesn't have AIDS. He doesn't does not have AIDS. Just kind of looks like it. Anyways, here's the arrest. I wouldn't go so far as saying this was pre-planned. A lot of people are saying it was a stunt, but they're definitely leaning into whatever was going on here. They're definitely leaning whatever's going on here. Her brand was being destroyed over the last few weeks. She was being called out for what she calls journalism so for her this is clearly an opportunity but for the mainstream media it's an opportunity as well for the leftists who manage the corporate newsrooms they want to push their angle so everybody's leaning into it you got dean you got her you got cp24 everybody they're just gonna lean into it and it makes it look like it's a stunt but it's not it's not at all but yeah, this is the effect that outlets like Blundell's, like the Rebel, like Karima, this is the effect that they have on our ability to discourse as a nation. They don't tell you what they're doing, but this is called advocacy journalism, all right? And so I want to pull that up for you. 
And I just want to shut this down so I don't. All right. So advocacy journalism is a genre of journalism that adopts a non-objective viewpoint, usually for some social or political purpose. Some advocacy journalists reject that traditional ideals of objectivity are possible or practical, in part due to, due to the perceived influence of corporate sponsors in advertising. Proponents of advocacy journalism feel that the public interest is better served by a diversity of media outlets, by varying points of view, or that advocacy journalism uh, serves a similar role to that of muckraking. All right, so what is muckraking? Now that is where we start to get into what they're really up to. Advocacy journalism can be okay as long as you're not doing pretty much what she was doing up until about three weeks ago when she would label people as anti-vaxxers and, and throw pejoratives out there to have others uh, attack them. So I guess what if I, whatever, allegedly. Uh, it seemed like that's what she was doing at least. But muckraking is a bit of a, it's a term that is, it's contextual because from someone who thinks they're doing something good, from a, they think they're like an intrepid reporter, muckraking is, is like a great term. They, f they think it's like, yeah, I'm a hero, but let me show you this. What exactly is a muckraker? Where does the word come from? And should you be insulted when someone refers to you as such? As with so many multi-part questions, the answers are, it depends. We have a good idea, and it depends. So this is from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Uh, it's a... Here you go. Once upon a time, in the early 17th century, muckraker was synonymous f with dry fist, flayfint, and nip cheese, all of which are just fancy ways of saying miser, which is like a rich, greedy person. This sense of the word saw little use, so little, in fact, that muckraker got sleepy and decided to take a very long nap. Writers would occasionally use the word... Uh, but it was, for the most part, obsolete. Then, in the 19th century, Muckraker had a comeback. The renewed sense is thought to have been between John Bunyan's late 17th century religious allegory, The Pilgrim's Progress, in which a character with a muckrake is perhaps metaphorically preoccupied with muck. These uses of the word were all decidedly uh, pejorative, and it is unlikely that anyone would call themselves a proud muckraker. I just want to make sure nobody interrupts me here. Yeah. Nobody would call themselves a proud muckraker, but the meaning muckraker was beginning to shift away from its Bunyan-esque roots. At the end of the 19th century, it began to take on the sense of an uncovering of corruption. The word was given a considerable boost in 1906 after Theodore Roosevelt gave a speech in which he waxed critical of journalists who expose corruption. The men with muck rakes are often indispensable to the well-being of society, but only if they know when to stop raking the muck and to look upwards to the celestial crown of worthy endeavor. 
Immediately after Roosevelt's speech, Muckraker took on the sense of one who searches out and exposes publicly real or apparent misconduct of a prominent individual or business. In modern parlance, the word is rather fluid, applicably and meaning. Uh, it may, depending on the context in which it is employed, carry either positive or negative connotation. If someone calls you a muckraker and you're unclear as to whether it is intended as a compliment, we recommend you examine your rake and see what kind of muck is on it. If you're proud of it, then you may wear muckraker with pride. If not, well, you can also come back with nip cheese. There you go. So, who's the muckraker? Who's the muckraker and who's the nip cheese? <laughs> Sounds kind of... It's basically, it's a, it's a contextual word. It boils down to whether or not you're having a positive impact. So folks like Amazing Polly, Andy Lee, not a pejorative. If you could describe your work as shit disturbing or trolling and you're going out there and labeling yourself as a journalist, maybe you're not a journalist. Maybe, maybe... You're a muckraker, a shit disturber, or an actor like these people. Check this out. Our emergency exercise is now complete thanks to you, all the volunteers and partners that participated in this important event that tested our response to a protest on airport grounds. So if you see, it's all people pretending to be, uh, you know, freedom protesters. Gem Gemini rising freedom. Yeah. These are some bad actors anyways. They did that and they tried to make it look really, really real. It didn't really look real. But this might look real. This is... Uh, this is put out to tender. They want crisis actors. This is a whole... The government is hiring a company that has six people, four of which can speak both French and English, and they want them to be crisis actors for, uh, for different things. It looks like that. Nah, we don't know why. If you know why, call me up, 705-482-5609. Why would they want crisis actors? Here's another weird job listing from our government. I got this tweet from Mr. Rob Primo, but I linked the follow-up to it because it contains the proof. And actually, Jeremy just posted this as well. Uh, on his Telegram. So if you want to check out his proof on there, apparently uh, the vaccine rollout task force job post-closing date was yesterday. Can someone with access to the internal postings corroborate this? So, and then this is the tweet that went out. Public Health Agency of Canada is currently hiring for uh, positions of vaccine rollout task force. Certain members of the Canadian Armed Forces, specifically vets is what I'm being told. Specifically vets is what they're looking for. And then, yeah, here is the proof. You can check it all out for yourself in the show notes. Like I said, the show notes, I keep them in the Discord while I'm on air. And then 
they are uh, they are in the archive page after this show. Okay. So yeah, the media is sad. Maybe if they actually told us about this stuff, they wouldn't be so sad. But check this out. Journalists are facing alarming levels of stress, trauma, and harassment. I wonder why. I wonder why. How has their reporting affected you? Oh, that's not good. <laughs> How has their reporting affected you? What? was the worst advice you ever heard from the CBC? Who's Canada's worst muckraker? And how are you? And what did you have for dinner? <laughs> Phone lines are open. Let's uh, check the chat and then we're going to go to, to uh, we're going to go to break. <laughs> Edgy DTV thought they were going to beat up Karima for being a minority it was it's possible you know it's possible oh we got some people out in uh in the foxhole as well thanks to joyful june <laughs> canadians are so cute you're cute joyful june you're cute b dot checking in this one's for you what's up b dot joyful june that really made my night thank you very much <laughs> and then we got trent dabs and uh he's telling he's telling edgy d to he's telling edgy d to slide into her dms edgy i don't i don't recommend i don't recommend abort 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 <laughs> all right let's take a break we'll be back Call me up, 705-482-5609. This one's for you. A well-known fact in the animal kingdom is that hamsters love Coke, so we prepared a Colombian bath for this little guy, and you can tell by the energy spike, he's really appreciating the purity of the narcotic. Hamsters with a much higher tolerance can take a larger amount of the drug at a time. I had a buddy in college that tried this, and it ended up being his last day on planet Earth. He died. Any titty will tell you. Support is nice. My free is fun too. This one's for you will always be free for you. If you want to support the show, share it with your friends or click the support link on the website tofutv.ca. This one's for you. The show for you. Are you tired of being banned from social media? Want to read the real news? Hi, I'm Pepe Mays, back with another amazing offer for you. you. FreeCanada.win. Find your friends, discuss topical events, share your memes, and have a great time. But wait, there's more. more. To find out full details, head to FreeCanada.win. Free Canada, a place for free Canadians.
must be mad, literally mad, as a nation, to be permitting the annual inflow of some 50,000 dependents who are, for the most part, the material of the future growth of the immigrant-descended population. It is like watching a nation busily engaged in heating up its own funeral pile. This one's for you. This show for you. 7 p.m. every Monday night. Thanks for joining me. My name's Pete. We are back, and thank you. Goes out to a few folks in the chat. Quick dub. One quick dub. Yeah, the the gun grab. That was a big deal today. There was a couple big deals today. It's like they, they rapid-fired a whole bunch of crap at us all at once. So we're going to go through that right now, actually. Some shitty advice from the CBC from Trent Dabbs. CBC said wear a paper mask for a deadly virus. Yeah, yeah. Good uh, analogy was it's like trying to trap mosquitoes in your yard with a chain link fence. Not gonna work, bud. (laughs) Uh, Does anybody even care about the Ontario election? Does anybody care? I don't think anybody cares. Call me up if you want to talk politics. 705-482-5609. Or you got any dad jokes for Patriarchy Month? Maybe a dad story? 705-482-5609. Wholesome entertainment. That's what I'm up to tonight. Here's some wholesome entertainment. This was the scene when Jagmeet showed up to his uh, rally in Brampton. All right, we gotta set this up so that uh, you guys can see well. Running, Patron Singh. That's his new name, Singh. Singh, nobody knows what that means. If you know, let me know. The wrong kind. Jagmeet, I'm wearing a mask, bro. You gotta respect me. Hey, Jagmeet, don't sell out, bro. Don't sell out. Where are you going? Where are you going, pussy? Pussy? You're selling out, Jagmeet. You're a sell out, thing, bro. You sold out of gold, bro. You sold out of gold. Yeah, that was the scene. That was the scene. It was pretty, uh, pretty intense. I didn't expect all that foul language from from men of religion. You might be shocked, but uh, it's actually. A debate whether or not that is a foul word. You might not know this, but there is a debate on the definition of pussy and its etymology. I got a link in the show notes for you to check out for yourself. It's it's a little it's a little long for us to go through it uh, together. I'll show you right here. It's it's a long one, but this is like basically the etymology of pussy, and some people some people think it just means like a docile little young figure and it comes from a German word puss and some people think it means pusillanimous which also kind of means like a docile cowardly young thing I don't know what the truth is everybody is really leaning towards the cat thing in this argument this this article here but it is an art. It's, it's an argument. I didn't know it existed until today. So they might be all right in their their religion to to yell pussy. <laughs> what does pussy mean to you? <laughs> Call me up seven zero five 
Uh, they voted on travel restrictions today. That was the other one. With the gun grab, there was the travel restrictions. That was the, the second big thing. So here's Melissa Lanceman. She is, she is such a token, and we all know it. Anyways, uh, vote result. The motion was defeated. The government still has not shared any justification for their outdated, out-of-step restrictions. So... Here was the motion that they tried to table, and it was actually done. I didn't realize that she was my neighbor. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> she's from Innisfil, so she's, she's pretty close to me. Uh, anyways, it got defeated, and uh, yeah, so look who refrained. This is from uh, Canada's Chad, Chad Latizanos. Lat or Latanzio, Latanzio, Chad Latanzio. I think, I think I'm saying, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you seem calabres. The way you get hyped up on caffeine, bro. I'm sure you're, you're at least Southern Italian because you seem caffeine sensitive. Anyways, seems like a chill guy, and he's really good at getting information across really quick. Chad was a PPC candidate, and he put this out today. Look, look who, uh, look who. Uh, refrained from voting, Mr. Polyver. Why would he refrain? Maybe he needs to uh, save face for further scrutiny after the, after the trains start up and he takes control of the country. Maybe he needs to uh, save face for, for that time. Yeah. So yeah, this came out last week. The Canadian government must act to reduce a delay situation at the Canadian airports. So now we're going to get into what the, the media isn't really... Uh, it's, it's, a mix of, it's a mix of testosterone and trend balloon. <laughs> I got some excited. <laughs> Rob Primo in the chat. Good to see you, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, sorry, I just got dis distracted there. So... Uh, yeah, this came out last week. The Canadian government must act to reduce the delay situation at the Canadian airports. Why is this out? You think this is to assist us? Everybody was like, yeah, look, somebody's sticking up for us. Yeah, everybody, look at this. Look at this, Trudeau. You're being mocked. You're being mocked. Well, Mr. Uh, Maxime Bernier, he's going to tell it to you straight because there is considerable pressure put on our government to do something right now, but... What do you think? You think it's going to be something you want them to do? Nope. Nope. It's never something you'd like to see done. But you could count on Maxime Bernier to tell it to you straight. The Canadian and Dutch governments uh, and airports are partnering with the World Economic Forum to unlock the potential of digital identity for secure and seamless travel. So there we go. Here is the... Here is the article. It's in the show notes. So you could check it out for yourself. Unlocking the potential of digital identity for secure and seamless travel. And there's all the partners. Government of Netherlands, Canada, you got Air Canada, Toronto Pearson. So you think, you think they might be setting us up? You think maybe, maybe 
What narrative are they setting up right now? You got crisis actors, the drills at the airport, the pressure from the NGOs. Something seems fishy to me. What do you think? 705-482-5609. You can call me up and tell me what you think. Speak truth to power. This show's for you. The whole point is to give you a platform. I don't always want to be blabbering off all on my own. If you don't want to give me your phone number, the other way we can do this is you can hop in the discord i'll show you that real quick conservationist is in there right now and then you could get into the caller lobby right here and uh just use your screen name that way all right so that's another way you can uh join in the show and even if you want to use your face cam i could get you in that way as well all right so uh What's the narrative they're setting up? Well, True North says a grid regulator is warning of supply chain-related power outages this summer. I want to get through this and get to uh, the next break. So here we go. This is in the, the show notes, and what is important is this, this report here. It explains what's going on basically they're 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 setting up this narrative that all the stuff that normally happens in a year we can take care of it that's no problem but if for some reason for whatever reason it were to all happen at the same time and let's just say let's just say it happened in alberta I wonder why it would happen in Alberta. Let's just say it all happened at the same time in Alberta. Well, then, hmm, looks like we would have a problem and we would have to uh, ration resources is what they're saying. It's a document in the article. You can go through it yourself. Uh, basically, they're saying it can ha- the grid can handle issues it normally faces, but if all of them were to magically happen at once, you would have to start rationing energy. Rolling blackouts, brownouts, one of those risks they keep on mentioning are cyber attacks. So what narrative are they setting up? This is from Zero Hedge. This came out today. MasterCard CEO, Swift payment system may be replaced by CBDCs in five years. That's Central Bank Digital Currencies. What is the narrative they are setting up, folks? Here's the CBC controlling the narrative. We have to read the tweets because the original headline, it's, it's in there. Here's what they did. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was forced to cancel plans to attend a fundraiser dinner in Surrey, B.C. on Tuesday evening after protesters hurled racial slurs at the mostly South Asian attendees. So if you look in the, if you look here in the article, it says that they hurled racial slurs, but our friend, Andy Lee, she went through the whole, the whole thing, the, the video of the whole, the whole appearance and there was no slurs. So she puts this thread out and she's like, yeah, I don't hear any, anything. She says right here, I'm not saying that it didn't happen People do idiotic things, and bigots exist. (laughs) 
but I've spent almost three weeks now with thousands of protesters, and I've never heard anything even close to a racial slur. Somehow, I just can't picture this crowd attacking a group of South Asians. So, yeah. They're, uh... They went through and they took that out afterwards. They covered it up. And here's John Kay, who I'm not, I'm not very big on. I'm not a big fan of him. He called all the unvaccinated men who were hesitant of being vaccinated. He called them entitled. So I'm not a big fan of John Kay. He's a bit of a hypocrite. Uh, but the only quoted slur in this article consists of a guy addressing Trudeau with the words, we don't like him. We don't like the way he's running Canada. And then it shows here how the CBC, how they edited the article without telling anybody. Basically, yeah, Semp, it's a fairy tale. It's a, it's a live fairy tale. They told a fairy tale. So what narratives do you see forming? We're going to take the last break. I'm hoping to get at least one phone call tonight, guys. There's a lot of people watching c comparatively to, to what I'm used to. So if you want to call me up, 705-482-5609. We'll take one last break. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll finish out the show. This one's for you. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. Sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, Stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! This one's for you, needs your support. One share or like can go a long way. Help bring the show to a larger audience. You can bridge the gap, gap, gap. You can mend the divide, divide, divide. Support the show by sharing or clicking the support tab at tofutv.ca. This one's for you. Finally, a show for you.
We're back. TOFUTV.ca. This one's for you. Broadcasting live 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have a caller. You said your name was Cunning Drower. What was that? Yeah, uh, kind of like a Dunning Kruger, but backwards Skyrim style. <laughs> right on, man. Right on. How are you doing tonight? What's up? What's on your mind? Well, not too much, man. I think you hit on all the key points with listening, you know, to AM radio on the drive back home and, uh, you know, loving to hear about the all of a sudden pistol ban, no yeah. transfers, no nothing else. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they throw in the capacity limits yeah. for what used to be a normal capacity. And I thought we're already limited, but, and, uh, you know. And then I saw if <clears throat> you do any tampering to anything, it's they've made the, the punishment bigger than it used to be. I think it's five years if you, like, pull a pin out of a clip or something like that. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. I... I didn't even bother getting my pal because I knew this stuff was coming down the hoop. Like, I, I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, at this point, at this point, you're just telling them. You're just telling them, yeah, I got a gun. Come Here I am, right? Yeah, here I am. I'm at this address. Come pick me up anytime. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> what do you do about that, man? Yeah. What do you do about that? Well, I mean, it, it's one thing if they actually want to limit you know, there should be limits for people who are causing a ruckus, you know, in their own communities, back and forth. You know, people want to live in a safe place. It's another thing when, you know, you want to go out hunting and, and do whatever you want to do. I don't think you should have a limit. And yeah. uh, heaven forbid you modify your own equipment for, you know, the purpose of. So, yeah. 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 It's, right? it's crazy how they took the situation in the States and just used it like, like, a dirty rat. Yeah, don't man. let a uh, yeah, <laughs> don't let anything go to waste, right? Exactly, exactly, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. It spices up the episode. You said you were out in Alberta. No, no, no. I'm in uh, on terrible. Oh, yeah, on terrible, man. Me too, man. Me too. Are you voting yep. or or what? Are you? Uh, you know, I'm gonna exhaust just so that I can. I've been telling everybody, you know, I'm gonna vote. Uh, for Derek Sloan's party, and uh, just so if anybody says, "Hey, well, you didn't vote," I say, "You know, I exhausted every single opportunity I had to, you know, make this a peaceful scenario." So that's honorable, man. That's honorable. I'm having a hard time with it myself. I got a packed schedule, and I'm like, "Do I really just want to like put something <clears> in the Scantronic?" We all know what they're doing, and it's like at this time, at this point, it kind of feels like we're the old saying: "We're just encouraging the bastards," you know? Right. I mean, here, yeah. What is it? Implied consent is what you're handing away with that. And it's kind of a kick in the pants just having to even go there. But, uh, you know, small PP kind of let me down. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously was hoping PPC would have a better turnout, but, uh, not bad. And then they get, you know, uh, sidelined and shoved out of all debates. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. you know, everybody knows, uh, you know, everybody out there, anybody listening, I know you got a smaller platform right now, but, uh, you know, I like your production quality and, uh, if everybody listening and paying attention starts to talk to their neighbors, talk to the guys, you know, from high school, sort it out on your own, you know, Thanks, everybody, man. uh, I don't know, start farming together, right? No, for sure. You're, you got the right idea. That's, and that's the idea of the show is just, you know, just do what you can while you can, because you might not be able to soon enough, you know, I exactly. actually, I, I got a big influx of listeners last week from uh, Jeremy being on the show, and, and that might be where you're from, man, but, like, you know. I, I caught you before that, uh, you know, even uh, just, just a bit before, um, I think, uh, was it Derek? 
Oh, cool, uh, cool. right, right, right. Yeah, gave you the heads up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I got uh, a lot great of production cool. quality on you. And- Thanks, man. Thanks. Well, I'll let you go. I'll let you go, but uh, stick around. I appreciate. I appreciate you calling, man. I appreciate you calling. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I heard you dying for some callers. I was like, man, I'm call this guy out. Right on. Man. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you very much. You have a good night. All right. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you. This one's for you. Oh, and shout out to the uh, the Topinator. Everybody, raise a glass to that guy right now. There we go. <laughs> right on, bro. Have a good <laughs> night. Later. Right on. You know, I actually I got a little bit of criticism for having uh, Jeremy on the show, and that was like, "What are you doing? Why are you putting your neck out like that? You're pretty much self doxing yourself to the RCMP." And you know what the truth is? You know what the truth is? Is if not me, then who? If not now, then when? You know, you got to say what you got to say. And if you're not going to say it, then who are you? Are you really who you, who you claim to be? You got you to gotta speak up when you have the chance. We talked about that on Edgy D's uh, stream last Tuesday. So I'm going to keep the phone lines open, see if there's anybody over in uh, the Discord that wants to jump in. Oh, nice. Jumping in, conservationist. I'm jumping in. Let's have a chat with Conservationist. Conservationist is one of the top mods over at freecanada.win. How you doing, bud? Are you there? I'm here. How are you? What's going on? How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm well. And you? Pretty good, pretty good. What's on your mind tonight, man? Uh... I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of weird. Um, I guess the uh, demonstration at Pearson Airport was uh, a bit obscure. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are they doing that? And why specifically is it freedom-style protesters? It, they're setting up some sort of narrative, and they're th- and they're throwing it in our face. So, so what's going on there? And you juxtapose that with the fact that they're about to send vets to your door to jab you vaccine rollout task force and they're hiring crisis actors what is going on in our country it, it just seems like a weird timing you know it's uh like you would think that would that type of thing would happen when they first like locked us out of the airports and stuff um mm-hmm. you know like that we haven't had any kind of like event where people protested at an airport um through all of this right yeah um so it's just it's just weird, you know. Um, it's not like anyone's just gonna get angry at airports right now after not getting angry for angry enough to go protest in an airport for a year. Yeah, uh, it, it almost uh, it lends itself to you. You see this a lot, and a lot of people talk about this sentiment of if there's an exercise, then expect an event. There was a, mm-hmm. a there was a video sent to me saying. Uh, it was from Berta Bree. She's in the chat once in a while. Uh, so basically, they sent to they they did a bunch of exercises that they're going to be going into Taiwan. And this guy, he said, "Oh, I got a I got another caller. I'm going to get them to hold. All right." Yeah, you can jump over to them if you want. All right, all right. One second. Hey, caller, just give me a sec. All right, I'll be right with you. All right. All right. Okay. 
So, yeah, so it seems like they're setting up for a false flag. That's, that's what I'm thinking, man. That's what I'm thinking. It seems like they're, they're setting up for a false flag. They did this with Taiwan. They did this with Ukraine. It, it seems like, you know, exercise, then event. Exercise, then event. That's what it looks like to me. I'm going to let you go so I can see who this is. It's a 403 number, so. All right. Sounds good. Have a good Talk night, to you soon, bud. Caller, who's this? Who do I got on the air? Hey, buddy, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Who, who, who it's I Papa Squirrel. How are you? Papa, it's Papa Squirrel. Papa Squirrel, what's up, man? What's up? What can I? Uh... Hey, um, what did you just say about um, something about the veterans signing up for doing some sort of a job? The the veterans. Yeah. Okay. What so, was that part of Okay, so basically what's happening is they put out uh they put out a, a a job to tender for a vaccine rollout task force. Let me see if I can get the link real quick. Uh it was a vaccine rollout task force and then Rage just recently uh posted on his Telegram which you can get at t.me slash raging dissident uh he posted that they are uh aimed at recruiting canadian veterans specifically oh also give us your guns you know so it's yeah it seems really odd it seems really odd that they're targeting veterans you know former fighters for you know people who are trained in combat and arms you know like yeah. Well, all I have to say is there's a lot of differences now. You, a lot of people can start seeing a lot of differences between quote unquote veterans, right? So if you're going to look at the RCMP, well, they're just, they are who they are. Um, but if you're going to start talking about uh, CF veterans, then um, you're going to have to look at the differences between the boomers, um, my generation per se, and then the younger kids, right? So, um, anybody in our generation per se is not going to, is not going to do that shit. They know it's wrong. And that's the difference between right and wrong and having pensions or not. Right. So that's, anyways, that's- man, I just, I, I just wanted to check on that cause I kind of got a little antsy there in the garage. No, so no, that's perfect. Um, that's perfect, man. That's exactly what, exactly what I need. No, if, if there's a guy like you out there that has two cents to put in, please, that's what I want. That's the whole point of this show. It's for you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Six hundred trends. Thank you. Have a good night. So there we go. There we go. That's uh, sounds like firsthand kind of knowledge there. That man knows. Sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Maybe the boomers might be a little more. Uh, they might be a little more interested in taking the job like that. But people our age, they understand the difference between right and wrong, and they you. you wouldn't see them taking up a job like that. So that is some good information. Look, we're at eight o'clock already. I got a couple more uh, links I wanted to share. If you are in the the replay, here are some of the the stuff you can. Oh, we are getting calls tonight. Caller, you're on the air. May I ask you speaking? Hey, what's going on, Pete? It's uh, Jim Freedom, Jay Samp. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Good, good. Um, I had uh, two points here. Um, the uh, Pierre Polyev and Jordan Peterson interview. 
I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, you know, I was skeptical and I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, from like a nation building point of view, I think uh, he's got a lot of great ideas. But when he refrained his vote for the travel thing, it's so telling, right? What yeah. do you think on that? Well, that that's uh, that's um, that's that's kind of what I was saying is that it seems like he's refraining from the vote so that in two years, when you know hypothetically the unvaxxed are taken care of with digital IDs or whatever it is, and they're pushed out to the badlands and like proles in 1984, and the only people who are available to have an opinion have the approved opinion. He's setting himself right. up to be in line with that, with that state of things, so that after all this goes through, you know, he is... You know, yeah. If you don't stand favor. for something, you stand for nothing, right? Like exactly, he, yeah. he should stand at least and give the direction that he wants to go and and lay it down there for people to know where he's headed, right? If if not, then you're kind of like an unknown at that point, or at least you're holding cards where he could be more transparent about it. Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, and that is what everybody is trying to point out. And that's why he's being called small peepee. That's why. No, <laughs> exactly. You know, that's why, because we can see how dickless he is, what he is doing. He's being, <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like he's just doing what he's doing. He's being obvious. And you know why it's obvious? I want you to take a look at your screen in about 15 seconds Look at the date. Yeah, there's a slight delay, I think. Um, yeah. I muted the video, but I'll watch here. Look at the date on this article. Canada testing digital ID system that uses blockchain biometrics to screen Let traveler. me guess, it's like 2019 or something? 18, bro. January 2018, Yeah, yeah. January 27th, 2018. You don't think they thought ahead? They thought ahead. <laughs> like, and they're sure. thinking ahead right now. Yeah, they're like uh, society architects, man. They're just following the blueprints. Yeah, I gotta um, get somebody. On I had. To... Uh... Sorry, what's that? I gotta get yeah, somebody go on to talk about the black nobility. That's my. That's one of. Yeah, my no neck. problem. I was gonna say, um, just before I go, new blue or Ontario party? What are you thinking? Spoiler vote. Scantronic doesn't matter. Go throw <laughs> it in the trash on your way out the door. I'm gonna do it, <laughs> but. Like it's, I'm just doing it as like a ritual, just to be like, I tried. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, cheers, man. man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking my call. All right. Have a good night, man. All right. That's Jay Semp. You see him in the chat all the time. Guys, go and vote. Go and vote and vote your heart. Vote your values. Right. But like that's just the truth of it, and it's how I feel. All right. Uh, I I got a bunch of other links, but I'm going to shut the show down for the night. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. Let's uh, check out the chat real quick. Uh, one race, you got, me, uh, you got me mistaken. If you read the book, 1984, uh, the proles, they get pushed out of the city into what is known as the Badlands. So there you go, buddy. One race out in Foxhole. Hope you don't have... Uh, 
any hard feelings there. I was just making a reference to a book. He got a little offended. Well, can't win them all. Anyways, let's get the music going and close the chat out. We'll look, or close the stream out and we'll look at the chat as we head out. Unix Op, thank you very much. I appreciate you being there. Jason73, thank you very much. Kirk, thank you. Jay Semp as well. Nika, thank you. Thank you for being there. Cy Rinks, Cy Rinks, thank you for being there as well. Edgy D, Edgy D, we got DG as well. Greg in Dartmouth. Thank you, thank you. Conservationist was in the in the Discord. All right, so yeah, that's it. We do this every Monday night. Pretty sure Rage is streaming tonight. Let me check and see if he is. Yeah, so he's starting at 8:30. I wonder if he's giving me some grace. I'd really appreciate that if he's doing that. If he's doing that, so. If you are, bud, thank you very much. All right, closing down the show, 7 p.m. every Monday. We are starting Patriarchy Month, so please send in your patriarchy-related stories, dad jokes, dad stories, fatherly advice. This one's for you, tv at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Telegram. I'm on freecanada.win, and I'm also on Discord. All the links at tofutv.ca. This one's for you. It's the show for you. Have yourself a good night.